coming out to you almost live from the most boring apocalypse in human history. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. The Cottonmouth Club presents... The Cottonmouth Club presents, in which we discuss bars, bar culture, cocktails, and spirits, all through the specific lens of hospitality that only exists in places like bars. Fuego! Fuego. My name is Michael Neff, master bartender and your host for the series. Quick story. Yesterday... We got some news, and because of that news, we had to close the bar down for the weekend. I made a video that basically said to whoever would listen, and the governor of Texas, that we're in trouble. And by we, I don't mean just us, I mean all of us. As an industry, we're going through an existential crisis, and that's why I made the video. On our nightly live stream, I went to our virtual bar regulars and said, hey, this is what we want to talk about. And we talked about it for a while, and I asked them to help spread the word and spread the word they did. That video has now been viewed over 20,000 times all around the country, and it's going up as we speak. So first of all, for all of you who made that possible, I want to thank you so much, not on our behalf, but on everyone's behalf. Spreading the word and making noise and talking about is what we all need to be doing, and that's what I'm going to do, and I'm glad you're helping me do it. Based on many of your requests, I've taken that full conversation and presented it here in the form of a podcast. It's very lightly edited, and frankly, I was not intending to make it a podcast. So, you know, you get to hear the day-to-day sounds of what it likes to be, you know, recording things. But here's a relatively unedited version of that conversation. What you're going to hear is a view from the ground of a bar that's opening in a pandemic, and the frustration of at least one person, and that's me. And the frustration of a community of people who are dealing with that kind of reopening in a way that is almost completely unsupported. But before we go on, a lot of people have asked how they can support us and support the show. You can find a link to our PayPal in the description for this podcast. And we do have something over at Venmo. Hey, guys. Uh, find our virtual tip jar on Venmo at the Cottonmouth Club dash staff. That's Venmo at the Cottonmouth Club dash staff. So without further ado, I'm going to turn myself over to... Myself and the regulars in our virtual bar, where we're going to discuss all kinds of stuff. P.S. Wear your mask. Stay tuned. Welcome. Welcome. This is our live stream bar, which we've integrated into our actual bar, but that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. So if you don't want to talk about the reality of what we're going through right now, like all of us, then tonight's probably not your night. Because tonight is not going to be one of those nights where, where we talk about all kinds of nice things and all the things that are, are, are positive about our lives. We're going to talk about some shit that's going down because there's some shit going down and we got, we, got, we got problems. And when I say problems, I mean big problems. And when I say us, I don't mean just us. Like over here, I mean everybody. Everybody. And that's kind of where we're at. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. And uh, frankly, I, I'm, not, I'm not really that concerned about it. Because we have uh, we have a bit of a we have a bit of an existential crisis on our hands, and we always knew it was there, and we definitely knew it was kind of like looming in front of us, and now it's happening. It's happening in uh, Texas, and which means it's going to happen everywhere else pretty pretty soon as well. But yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not just gonna sit there and yell at you. I, I did something really fun, and I'm, I'm I got all my yelling out in the video. <laughs> So I made, I made an angry video, which, as everyone knows, is probably the most effective way to do anything in 2020, uh, is, you know, fire up your iPhone and, and make an angry video. And I posted it on Instagram, which everybody knows you should just do without thinking it through first. And that's where we're at. So, um, hi. So while everyone's here, I just want to say welcome to the Cottonmouth Club Livestream Virtual Bar. We're here every night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we do it, we initially did it because it was a way for us to still kind of connect to the people that we wanted to connect with, um, who were people who came into our bar. And so when all bars shut down, we kind of set up the structure. And when we were able to open up again, we kept the structure because it had kind of grown as a community. And so if you guys are here for the first time, you're in it and it's, it's, you know, it's still around and by all means, you don't pop in, pop out. But, uh, we, we kind of do lots of different stuff. Like, you know, last night we talked a lot about cocktail menus. I had the boys kind of take over the live stream tonight. We got something else to talk about and it's a little more, it's a little more, uh, important. 
it's more important because it, it, it affects us for sure. It affects our entire bar community for sure. And it will affect our entire city and it will, it will affect uh, your cities as well, wherever you guys are watching from. So I guarantee you, if you have not been in this place yet, then you will get there because it is everyone's kind of worst fear confirmed. And don't take me wrong, but let, 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 me, let, me, let me start formally. I'm gonna introduce myself. I'm Michael Neff, Master Bartender, and your host for the evening. And this is our virtual bar, so thank you for coming. We always start the same way. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about tips and shit tonight. It's just not, tonight's not the night. But what I will say is that we always do start with a toast, and that I'm not willing to disregard. And it is the job of, of one of the hosts, because usually it's not just me, to make that toast. So tonight, uh, obviously, it's going to be me. So uh, I'm going to make a toast to uh, the, the, the here's, here's, here's to the future in whatever form it takes and wherever we find each other. Let's, let's hope we have one, and we hope, let's hope it, it is recognizable to things that we recognize today. So cheers. Cheers. So yeah, and Colin Boss here. Colin, I'm glad you're here too because um, because if you guys haven't seen it, and I probably you probably haven't because I just put it up right now on on Instagram. It's on our IGTV on the Cottonmouth Club IGTV, um, and I just made a video explaining why we chose to close down for this weekend. Uh, we didn't plan on closing down. Yesterday we closed because we wanted to add some more safety measures because, and we talked about this at length both the night before and and last night. And there's a lot of bar teams in Houston right now getting sick. So to get, Evan, how are you? Uh, so to get everybody up to speed, Texas opened early. So Texas kind of, and, and having, having a business in Texas, especially a bar in Texas, it was not necessarily compulsory to open, but all of the cover that we had by being closed. So all of the extra money that we got from, for our staff from health insurance, uh, from, from unemployment, um, all the leeway we got from people that we, we owed money to, etc. Like all of that stuff really kind of depended on the fact that we were mandated to be closed. So as soon as that mandate went away, it didn't necessarily compel people to open because someone said, you have to open or you're in trouble. It, it, put, a, it put a clock, it put a clock on all this stuff, you know? And so we did open and we opened as, as responsible as we could. And we kind of, you know, we were very limited in our hours and our people, etc. And, uh, you know, my big fear was watching the public, even the first days, even the first days when we were still just, it was just restaurants at 25%. There still was a feeling among the public and the people that were choosing to go out, they're just like, hey, it's over, like it's done. So, you know, masks were kind of optional and everything was just like, oh yeah, like, I guess you're freaked out. Like, I don't know you're freaked out. And it was like, I heard a lot of people saying like, oh, there's no, you know, I don't know anybody with coronavirus. And it was like, okay, cool. You don't know anybody, but great. But now, as we've been talking about for the last couple of days, there are, a whole host of people who work in the service industry that all have started testing positive for COVID-19 and some of them are getting sick and it's blowing through restaurant staffs, meaning it's not just one person on a staff often, it is multiple people and sometimes all of them. And there's been a couple of people that, a couple of places that have closed down because of it, but there's been a disturbing number that have not closed down. So. Over the last couple of days, I've been sitting with the staff. What's up, Daniel? I've been sitting with the staff in different forms, like either individually or on the live stream. And we've been really talking about, you know, this idea of not just risk, but responsibility. Because we have a responsibility to the safety of the public. We always have, you know, it's part of what a bar is. And part of the questions we had to ask ourselves is what is our responsibility in this? What is our responsibility in remaining open and letting people in when we don't know what they've been doing before, right? We don't know what they've been doing before. So, you know, where, where's our responsibility in that? Um, so today we got a call from, I say we, one of us got a call from someone else who works in the business. And it turns out that one of us last week had been exposed in a verifiable sense, meaning they were in the presence of another person who eventually tested positive for coronavirus. And that's happening more and more now because it's still the service industry and everyone either knows everybody or they all work together in different circumstances or, you know, whatever. And our socializing has still been kept at a very, very, you know, minimum, but we've also still had people in the place, right? And as soon as you open your doors and you have people in your place, it's still, it's not a zero risk. 
I mean, there is no zero zero risk, but it certainly is not. It's like it's not insubstantial. We can be as safe as we want. We're not a magical island that coronavirus can't penetrate because we have fucking a barrier up and you know uh, hand sanitizer at the door. And if everyone doesn't do the right thing, then it doesn't work. So you know, because of that exposure, we I I just made a video and it and it kind of went a little farther down the line than I kind of uh, intended. Because I didn't, I just wanted to, I wanted to, to, to record a message that said, in my words, what it is we're doing and why we're doing it. And I'll repeat at least some of that for you guys here. And what we're doing is we are closing until everyone is tested, until the results of those tests come in, and until all those tests are negative. And it has to be all of them, because it doesn't make sense, you know, because there's still, you know, there's still a fucking incubation period for all these things. Like, I get it. And, and... You know, if we're all negative today, like we have to do this on the regular if we're going to be anywhere near open. And I have to tell you, it doesn't, it's, it's not that it's not worth it. It's that it's becoming a public risk. It's becoming a public risk for allowing people in here around other people that we can't control. So, you know, think of it in terms of your own life and your own people and your own friends. I mean, the worst thing is that we have people that we enjoy and that we like and we care about. And they're coming in here around other people who we don't fucking know. And we're not the only ones who this is happening to. I can name at least one other place that's not opening tonight because of this exact reason. And I know another couple places that we're gonna kind of like maybe like feel it out and then they just decide they're like, okay, no. So right now the result of it is the only places that are, that are open, at least within my purview, like what I can see right now, are a bunch of places who are just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm walking up Main Street and just looking at all these people and every time I pass, all of these people, none of whom are masked, it's now starting to drive me into a rage. And it's not because masks are a magical thing. It is because masks are indicative of caring. Caring about other people, caring about the risk, caring about the threat. And for any of you who've been coming on regularly, you've heard me say this a bajillion times, and I'll probably keep saying it a bajillion more. But because now the only people that are out, the only people that are out are people who just don't give a fuck, they clearly and they publicly don't give a rat's ass about anyone else or anyone else's safety. Like, think about that. Think about the smallest, the smallest thing that you could do to make sure that other people don't die. The smallest thing you could do. I mean, you'll slow down in a fucking school zone. And you have to do it at night because there's a law against it. And that's actions that you take are designed to take care of other people, right? And you can say all day long, but as I don't want to go 25, I want to go, you know, I want to go 50 like the rest of the street. And everyone's like, no, of course you can't go 50 because there might be a goddamn kid there. And what if you aren't fucking watching and what if they run up the street? Like what if, what if, what if, what if? All of those public safety things, all of those societal things are designed on the fact that we take fucking care of each other. And if we don't do it, and we don't insist everybody else do it, then again, the whole system just doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work if it's optional. And so the mask thing isn't about saying, you know, because because everyone wants to argue the minutia of masks. Oh, I like it's, I'm, I'm like I'm not comfortable in it. Oh, or oh, it doesn't. It's like not a shield for like the the science of the mask is pretty well fucking understood at this point. And if every single person wore one, then the ability for a virus to transmit between any two individuals would be very, very small or much smaller than normal. If one person doesn't do it, then all of a sudden the whole fucking house of cards just falls apart. We could not responsibly, we could not responsibly open this weekend because even though, hi Patrick, even though the contact that our staff member had with this person that eventually tested positive was really minimal, it's not like they were, you know, they weren't like sitting in each other's laps or anything. But the fact remains, it still exists. It exists, and I have to tell people. Because that's, again, how this shit works. I have to say, this is what happened. And I have to say, this is why we're doing it. Otherwise, I'm not only am I not being responsible, it's like it's not about responsibility anymore. It's about fucking it's it's literally about am I am I helping to save people's lives or not save people's lives? And that is not no longer an exaggeration. And honestly, it was never an exaggeration. It's just now there's more people who are kind of 
you know, now a lot of people in the service industry are freaked out. They weren't that freaked out before because they're like, hey, I don't know anybody. But now we do. Now we know a lot of people. We know a lot of people and we're, and we're now having to start to make really hard choices that we always knew were coming. And that choice, the ultimate choice, hi, Myra. Um, thanks for everything today. But the ultimate choice that we're all going to have to make is our one form of our life or another form of our life. Is it, is it my choice to try to do what I can to maybe save my business? Or if those actions are going to put a bunch of people at risk, which, which side of that am I going to fall on? And I will tell you right now which side I'm falling on because I'm falling on the side of saying like, fuck, we got to close. I didn't want to do it. I didn't. Even after all the conversations that you guys might have heard the last couple of days, I didn't want to do it because I wanted to I wanted to try to be safer and still maintain a place where people who wanted that kind of thing could go. But at this point, I'm not going to say there aren't any of those people because I know some of you are those people. But even in this controlled environment with enough question marks that we have hanging our own heads, like that's the part that I couldn't get over. I can't get over question marks over our heads because I mean, shit, like what if, like what if one person I cared about got sick because I wanted to not miss Friday night, you know, at 25%, you shit, even at 75%, like there's no amount of money that I could say like, okay, you got sick and you tested positive and you went home and you went to go visit your grandmother and now she's dead. Now your grandma's dead because I wanted to make some money last weekend. Like what is worth that? And that's literally the, the conversation that everyone needs to have with themselves who is in business. That's literally the conversation that we have to have all the time now. And my industry that I love, people in it that I love is now at risk. And we just happen to be some of the most risk prone individuals because you can take a bartender who's been a bartender for 10 years and is super experienced and has, you know, is very well respected. That person probably still doesn't have health insurance. We have a disease, a pandemic disease, a virus just like tearing through all of these places that, that were incubators. And the only people that we know that got sick were a bunch of people on the staff. And you think for one second that the hundreds of people that those people would have served over the course of the last however many weeks, you think those people didn't get sick too? At least, at least a proportionate number of them? That's crazy. It's crazy. And all these vectors are pointing back one direction. You can look at the you can look at the numbers. I don't know why I care about the train today, because I'm not recording. You can look at the numbers of reported cases of hospital beds full. You can look at data all day long from all across the country. And you can quibble over whose is more or less accurate, but I'll say CDC, who reports also to the New York Times, and the New York Times gets state data directly from the state. So for me, those two are relatively gospel, at least the close to some kind of objectivity that you're gonna get you know, on a website that you don't pay for. And to look at the spike in that curve in Texas is almost like this. It's almost like this, because after reopening, and the way that the public acted after reopening, like everything is going up. And it was one thing that was going up or just in some kind of magical population that we never saw, but now it's happening with our peer group and our friend group. And that's dangerous for a couple of reasons. One, hi Erica, thank you. Uh, you should watch the video. And honestly, I hope that I, and, and this is what I, I, I need something from you guys tonight because we are just the tip of the iceberg. We're the canary in the coal mine. You know, we're just here first, that's all. And maybe not first first, but we're the biggest city. We're the fourth, arguably third, depending on who you want to argue with, biggest city in the United States right now, and we're the first one of those to open. And now we're pretty much just open, open, as far as bars are concerned. It's science, it's very much science, but it's also social behavior. Erica, Erica says that science and and she's and doing the right thing is science. And that is correct, but there's no amount of science I can drop on these knuckleheads that are outside right now. And, and I mean, all I can do is try to shame them. All I can do is try to, try to tell them how stupid they are. Because that's what it comes down to at this point. And that's my entire video message. And this is what I want you guys, if you will do this when we're done here, 
go to Instagram on the Cottonmouth Club, go to the stories, watch the video because the video literally is kind of like basically like this, but matter, <laughs> matter. And, and I ask you to share it, share it with people because since we're the biggest and we're first, uh, so Erica Boz is works in a medical center. She's a medical student at UC Irvine and, and a friend of mine. And she says her hospital will face collapse if people keep acting this way. And she would know because she works in a hospital. Uh, but I ask you guys to watch it and share it. I need, I, because for the communities who do not know yet what's going to happen to them, they need to fucking know. And for our community that we're in, they need to know how risky we're being. They need to know how risky and people need to know what's happening at the places they're going because a lot of these people are not bad people. They just think it's safe because they were told it's safe. And I am here to tell you, it's not fucking safe. Even in the safest places I could name, it's still not safe. And when I was in the position to make the choice to say like, okay, be safe, but still take a risk. And now there's so much risk and there's so many question marks that I can't make that choice anymore with a pure heart and a clear conscience. I cannot make the choice to say just because one weekend of, of one weekend of being closed may be the difference between this place making it and not. I don't know. You know, probably not. I mean, assuming, I mean, if everything goes well and if none of us, so if none of us test positive and we do the stuff that we said we were going to do as far as like things, and if there's not another huge spike, even in people that we know, and if, 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 then maybe next weekend will open, right? And maybe magically that will save me? Probably not. But, you know, every every day you're alive is a day you can stay alive, right? So, you know, right now we're just pushing for another day or another week, maybe another month. And then hopefully, and it has been true up to this point, sometime, like sometimes the times we've gotten to the point was right on the precipice, something happened or someone came through or some, like, you know, something came and said, okay, like we get to live to fight another day. If we die, then we don't have another day to fight for, so fine. But, you know, I'm at peace with that. I am at peace with that if the difference is saying do that or risk infecting people who come in. I mean, Sarah Troxel's on right now, and if we would have stayed open, I would have sent her a message to say, hey, you want to come by after work and have a drink? Like, what kind of a fucking asshole would I be if I thought that there was any fucking danger? So Colin says, in Orange County, California, after Memorial Day, the number of cases at UCI Medical Center doubled. Right. Sarah works in a, in a restaurant and a bar as well. And you know, and that's also like, for all of you who haven't experienced in this, like this is where social pressure needs to start applying. I should no more be willing to have a person walking down the street with no mask on than I would to have them walk down the street with no pants on. I shouldn't just accept that behavior as their choice because it is not your choice. It's society's choice. You, your choice is not, I choose, I mean, look, you can say what my dad always used to say, which is like, I should have a right to not wear a seatbelt in my own car because I'm the only one that will die. And as much as that is a flawed argument, it is way closer than to what our people are arguing right now. Because, you know, what I would always tell him is like, okay, yeah, you reserve the right to die in a car accident, but you're also reserving the right to make sure that another person in another car was responsible for your death. And you don't know what that's gonna to do to that human. You know, even if it wasn't their fault, or God forbid if it was, and they hit you and you die because you, and, and it was preventable and you could have prevented it. You're not preventing your own death necessarily, you're preventing the, a lifetime of misery for someone else who would have to go the entire, the entire rest of their life and say, I killed another human being. And that requires a degree of compassion, which my father actually has and even did when he was, you know, younger and a little saltier. But this is not the argument for not wearing a mask. Because you can say all day long, uh, you can say all day long that it is, it is your choice to get coronavirus or not. And I'm like, okay, then you can go on the street and you can start licking flagpoles or you can go on the subway and you can start licking the handle, the, like the, the, the little monkey hooks on there. And you can expose yourself all kinds of ways and it's still a virus that you can transmit. So you're not just saying you will die. Even if that were, even if that made sense, and it doesn't make sense because we wear masks to protect other people. We wear masks to protect other people. 100% period and that's it. And as we've said here again many times, 
you know, it started to become that badge of saying, I fucking care. And I'm being responsible. I'm doing everything I can to be responsible. And all I'm doing is looking at a shitload of people who I'm supposed to let in my business and saying like, okay, I gotta let these morons in. No, 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 no. Like last weekend we were giving away masks to people if they forgot those, I'm like, forget it. So Erica, again, medical student says, if people decide to get COVID, they take up a, they take up a ventilator slot at the hospital that someone else might need, for example, which is a fine point. But either way, it is not their choice. And so because all of these people are clearly saying they want to be out in public, telling the entire fucking world they really don't care about the, the safety and welfare of society, which is their message, their direct message is I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your family. I don't fuck about your community, your town, your street. I don't care about any of it. The only thing I care about is I don't have to carry around a little piece of cotton and cover my mouth with it when I'm around other people. How is that? in any sense, any version of sanctity of life? How is that any version of all lives matter? How is that any version of all this conservative fucking bullshit that I have to listen to all the time from all these people who are saying like, oh yeah, this makes a big difference in that situation. I'm like, yeah, you, you could do one thing to not harm so many people and you can't be bothered. So whatever principles, Anyone wants to put it in front of me at this point, the only one that I care about at this moment is whether you have a fucking mask or you don't. And if you don't, then I have zero time. I have zero time and how could I in good faith make a business on that? Even if it were possible, because it's still not possible. And even if it were not risky, and it is still very risky, it's risky to have those people around. They're a danger. They're a danger to others. And so I can't have a bar full of people who are dangerous. Even in Texas, you're not allowed to have guns in bars. Even in Texas. Why would I have a bar where I'm just like, all right, you're, you guys are all strapping. Like, this will probably go fine. You're like, okay. You know, every day you look at it, you're like, went fine yesterday. Cool. What about today? Every day you wake up and you're like, today might be the day. Because just a fucking pro tip for all you guys. That's what being, that's what owning a bar is. Every owning a bar is waking up every day and saying, okay, disaster didn't strike yesterday and nobody died. Just as a Monday, her store will mandate the mask for customers. And I would please ask you to be careful because I know that people have been getting, uh, they've been getting assaulted for that shit. They've been getting assaulted and the kind of person who's going to go and, and, into the Galleria or into your store and would have a problem with that is not the same kind, same kind of person who would have a problem with it going into a bar. And in a bar, we're used to making people do shit they don't want to do. In a, and, and in a retail environment, you're used to accommodating them as far as, you know, you're allowed. I mean, we do that too, but I mean, they don't, your job is to get them drunk. So please be careful because if you have to start telling people that they can't come in because of X, I know she's sighing. Uh, I'm just saying, be careful because, and, and yes, by all means, make them do it. But I mean, what I would say would get you fired. But what I said was your right to be a moron does not outweigh my right to survive. But it's, it's like a moron sticker. It's like a moron sticker walking around with that shit on is like, it's literally just walking. You might as well walk around in shirts is like, I don't really, I barely know how to read. And I certainly have no reading comprehension. So yeah, the earth is flat and you know, you know, astrology is real and your reading comprehension is really fucking piss poor. And you know, I know you can't do math because if you could understand what you read and do the most basic math, then you would probably never leave your house. And if you had to, you would make sure you were fucking protected. I don't see any point anymore in pulling punches on this. I don't see any point because literally their fucking right to not wear a mask means I might lose everything I have, including my life. And everyone I care about will be at risk because these fucking, like these selfish fucking pricks can't take the basic precautions in order to leave their house to go to the bars that they all clamor to go to in the first place. Yeah, I mean, 
the, the basic precautions and, and keep in mind, like, and this is not just bars. I mean, Jess works in retail, you know, people work in, they work in, in, you know, they, they, they were begging to go back to tattoo parlors. They're begging to get their nails done. They're begging to get their fucking hair done because God forbid, I mean, Jesus, look at my hair. <laughs> they were begging to do that. And they said, we're okay with the risk. And I'm like, I wasn't asking you. I wasn't fucking asking you because no one asked the person that's going to get kicked off unemployment if she doesn't go back to work. Not one fucking person. What they said was your $600 is going to run out pretty soon. And what they said is if you don't go back right now, then your boss is going to lose his PPP thing. So he'll fire you and you can fuck off or you can go there and put on your own mask, which is fine. And then have to deal with all these fucking knuckle dragging morons who just had to get their fucking haircut. So yeah, why don't I fucking like orphan my children? Because you know, you need to get, you need, you, you know, you need to get a shot at Jägermeister. And that's really what it's coming down to. Like, I don't really, I see, I see no reason anymore to have like gloves on this thing. None. And I don't think anyone who cares should either. I don't think it should be socially acceptable to walk down the street. Like, I don't, I'm not going to smile at someone who's walking past me if they don't have a mask on. I mean, and, and I, I don't want to not say, where the fuck is your mask? I've been doing that way more often. I had this whole thing with my Uber driver last night. He pulls over. He's like, I, I look in there. I was like, where's your mask? He's like, oh, I have it. I'm like, well, fucking put it on, man. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm like, it's not about you. Like, I don't know what outlet needs to say this. I don't know what, what outlet. We, we, have, we have the ability to communicate with so many more people in so many ways, in so many ways, so easily. We're walking around with fucking supercomputers in our pockets, watching videos on them. And you know, and communicating with people all around the world. And for some fucking reason, I gotta walk down the street with all of these people with thousands of dollars of computer equipment in their hands. And we can't get a message to them that says, put on your mask or we're all gonna die. And it's not overstating it because when enough people die, it kind of counts as all of us. When all of these businesses go out, which they will, our cities will be unrecognizable. They will be unrecognizable. And we won't have nice stuff. And we won't for a fucking generation. Because who's going to make it? Who's going to invest in it? Who's going to fucking go to it? Like, we're not going to have any of these things. Hey, folks, thanks so much for listening. I just want to remind you, you're listening to the Cottonmouth Club Presents podcast. And what we're talking about is what it's like to open a bar in the middle of a global pandemic. So we're going to take a quick palate cleanser. And when we come back, we're going to go even further down that rabbit hole. So thanks for listening. Howdy, y'all. If you like what you're hearing, you can, you can help us out by making a contribution to our virtual tip jar. And you can find it on Venmo at the Cottonmouth Club dash staff. I don't even know what's the best way to proceed, right? If I go, if I walk down the street, I was going to walk up to a group of guys and I'm like, you guys are all idiots. Put your mask on. And all of a sudden they want us like, you know, they want to get into some kind of fucking scrum. I'm like, I'm not fighting with you. First of all, I'm not a fighter. Second of all, I don't have to get, get away from me. Get your, get your face away from me. Like it's, it's, you would, you would not say that if someone was walking down the street and not only did they not have pants, but they'd shit themselves and there's like feces all over their legs. No one's going to argue and go like, it's my right to have feces all over my legs. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And everybody will back me up on this. And please also don't touch me. It's just as bad now. And I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it on back home to why we're here in the first place. Right. Is that we had the barest amount of exposure, verified exposure, because Let's be clear, you know, I've been to a grocery store too and I've been into an Uber. So verified exposure is when we knew directly that someone that we had been in the room with tested positive. There's still people that we have been in this bar and we don't know, we don't know about them. We don't know about them even now. And yeah, we were safe and yeah, everything was sanitized and hands thing all the time and our own masks on all the time. and. 
But, you know, as every fucking white girl who's walked in last weekend said, like, how am I supposed to drink if I have a mask on? It's like, well, you don't have to have a mask on when you're drinking because when you sit at your table, you can take the mask off and be comfortable. And that's a risk, too. And we have to own that. We have to own the choice that we made in that. And we wrote it all down and we, we, we set our standards and we told our customers this is what we were going to do. So everyone made that choice. But the fact is, we, we made that choice. In this environment, with all of these question marks, I'm not willing to make that choice right now. And frankly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when I will be. Maybe next week. Maybe if all the things go right, yeah. But I tell you, man, like, if we have to close for two weeks, then we're probably not coming back. And, you know, it's not, it's not even that it's sad. It's that it's just everyone's reality now. That's why I want you guys to help me spread this video around. I know, Claire, LA, bar, LA bars can open tonight and watch what happens. I guarantee you watch what happens because it's not zero exposure. It's never gonna be zero exposure. And the ones that they're willing to risk are us. We're the ones who have to be there. And I don't wanna make this some class warrior thing, but I mean, it would be very easy to do. And God knows I want to go to bars too. I mean, I've said this the whole time we were shut down. The only thing I want right now is to go and sit at one of the bars that I love and talk to one of the bartenders that I love hanging out with and be like, hey, let's just, let's just pretend that all this shit never happened. But the fact is it did. And, you know, LA bars can open tonight, probably limited capacity. And I get, and, and what I tell, what, what, what will happen is that some will have parties. And some will be super, super like, you know, like we're, we're doing all this and then give it, give it three days and then give it a week. Look at it next week and then tell me all the places that are being as responsible the first day they open. And tell me all the people that are caring about it as much as they did. Because once they get used to it again, and once they go back, and once they have a couple drinks then, and they're like, oh, I lost my mask, like, can I still come in? And it's like, oh yeah, of course, I know you. You were in earlier. Like that makes a fucking difference. But yeah, and it's gonna happen in LA, it's gonna happen in Chicago, it's gonna happen in New York. I mean, already New York, I mean, they have, the governor of New York, Regardless of what you think of Andrew Cuomo, and is he saw what was happening on St. Mark's Place? All the people, knuckle dragging fools. Thank you. I mean, I want to make. I mean, I will make T-shirts. I mean, I can't afford them anymore. <laughs> Let's all make T-shirts. Uh, Governor of New York saw what was happening on St. Mark's Place, and if you guys haven't been to New York, St. Mark's is kind of like it's kind of a college street, and but there's also kind of where a lot of the the craft cocktails bars are. And so it's this one big kind of like, it's become this one huge party. Like everyone's drinking on the street. All the bars are kind of serving to go, but they're serving right at the feet of their bars. So there's all these people everywhere. And Cuomo saw that and he's like, all right, here's the deal. He's like the, the, the SLA, which is the, the liquor authority in, in New York, now is able to, to immediately pull the liquor license of any bar or any place that serves alcohol that it sees violating anything to do with social distancing or COVID-19 things. And again, this is a public health issue and it needs to be treated like a public health issue. I've been working in bars my whole life. The, the thing that terrifies me the most is the SLA able to come in. I mean, first of all, the SLA always can come in and take away your liquor license. Like they've always had that power, but not for this reason. What's up, Maggie? We were just talking about St. Mark's Place and Maggie used to live on St. Mark's Place and we were talking about what a huge party it is now all the time and how Cuomo said, if you're violating, uh, if you're violating any of the COVID-19 restrictions, then the SLA will come in and immediately pull your liquor license and I, I can guarantee you it would be very hard to get it back. And as much as, like I said, as much as that terrifies me as a professional bartender and someone who owned bars in New York City and knows what just cock rockets those guys can be, uh, I say, yeah, absolutely. Because again, you cannot beat a public health crisis unless we all do the same thing. And if we, and it's, 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 it's what I tell my people when they start working, right? When I have a staff, I'm like, look, here are the right things to do. I expect you just to do them. Please don't make me make a rule. Because if I have to make a rule, then I have to make the most restrictive rule possible, which means I have to consider all the way to the most restrictive thing and I have to say, okay, now everyone has to do that because it has to include everybody. Much better to say, okay, we all understand what the right things are 
And like, for example, like, you know, can it, do you allow your bartenders to drink behind the bar? I'm like, well, yeah, I do. But they know that if I have to make a rule, the other rule will be there is no drinking behind the bar. So if they fuck up that privilege, that means I'm not taking away partially. And I'm not saying, hey, you can't just drink hard liquor. I'm saying you can't drink anything at all. So if you want to keep that privilege, then you have to make sure that you self-police. And they do, for the most part. And every, but, but that's literally how I term it. Don't make me make a rule. And in this case, at least in the city of Houston, and I know in the city of New York, and I bet you what's going to happen in the city of L.A., is a bunch of people were just like, yeah, we couldn't be bothered with all this shit. So then someone's going to have to follow behind, maybe, because I guarantee you it's not going to happen here. The only way that we will have any other further restrictions that aren't voluntary is if lots and lots of people, like if the governor gets COVID-19, you know, or if, you know, if rich people start dying, I guess, maybe that might do it. But once it's traced back to bars, they'll probably do something and say like, okay, now, now just bars can't be open. So it's like, okay, make it, make it harder on everybody. And when they do that, then they'll just say like, fuck it, let's just erase them. And then erase all the other people while you're at it and let's just start over. I mean, it's disheartening. It's disheartening because it it could have been, it's not that it could have been better. What's up, Russell? It's not that it could have been better. It just could have, it could have not been this bad. It could have not been this bad, but it is bad. And I can't justify anybody opening right now. I don't know. I don't know how. It's too unsafe. And it's now not just unsafe. What's up, Randy? It's now not just unsafe because we might get sick. And you can say that, right? Because again, this is another version of the mask logical fallacy. If I'm exposing myself on purpose, then I'm choosing then to risk everyone that I come in contact with, whether they want to be in contact with me or not. And most of the people that I come in contact with are people who don't have a choice but to be in contact with me. So this is people who work at the grocery store that I have to go to the occasional gas station I have to go into, the occasional, you know, I mean, I'm not clearly not getting my hair cut and I'm not, you know, going to the dentist and I'm not getting tattoos. I'm not doing anything besides really essential things, but I am doing those essential things. And those essential workers, the ones, those are the ones who don't have a choice. So if I'm putting myself at risk on purpose, which means if I'm going like, fuck it, I just want to have a drink. So I'm going to go to a bar where I know that people are more or less safe or whatever. If I do that, then I am on purpose saying, I'm cool with risking all the other people who don't have a choice except to serve me when they, when I want them to. Or the fucking doctors and nurses at the hospital I'm going to have to go to eventually when I'm like, all right, well, either he's going to have a heart attack or he's going to fucking be on a ventilator. One way or the other, that motherfucker's going to the hospital eventually. I mean, right now, my fucking, my, my, my blood pressure is so high, I mean, it might be on the heart attack route, but, you know, cheers, we'll see. But anyway, um... I would love to hear from you guys because I have been talking a lot and, and I have been talking a lot because I'm mad and now I'm the kind of mad where it's not, it's not productive mad. I mean, maybe it's productive mad. Sometimes productive mad is when you're just so, so mad, you say, fuck it and start doing shit. And I think it might be time to say, fuck it and start doing shit. But unfortunately, the first thing that I had to do was to, to shut the bar down for this weekend. And believe me, I don't want it. I didn't want that to happen, but uh, it's the only responsible thing. And so I appreciate everybody, everybody's support on the, on the decision. Um, what I would appreciate further is if when you guys are done, go watch our IGTV video. So if y'all are on, on Instagram, you'll see it on the Cottonmouth Club story and uh, share it. I'm going to put that video on Facebook when I'm done so it can be more easily shared. And it'll be on our, on our page there too. It'll be on my page. I'm going I'm to put it everywhere and I want as many people to see it as possible, especially in cities that haven't opened yet. Especially. Because we were sold a bill of goods and we were sold a fantasy because the fact remains, you're right, Jess, with, the, with cases so high, safe as bad. But the fact remains that no one knows how to think through bars. Nobody knows how to do it. It is only until, it was only very recently, and this is in New York City, it was only very recently that they have what they call like the nightlife star or someone at a cabinet level in, in the mayor's cabinet that deals specifically with its bars and its nightlife. And think about that. In all the cities you've ever been to, in, let's say in the States, I don't know about Europe, in all the cities you've, never, you've ever been to, all of these places, the economic driver, the amount of, of, of public 
exposure, the amount of risk, the amount of like all the things that, that a bar is, good and bad, all of those things, there's not necessarily in any city a cabinet level person that says this is how bars operate. I understand bars. I'm from bars. I'm here to negotiate policy about these things. Because now, but now it's really fucking important. I will, yes, Claire, I'll share on Facebook. Uh, now it's really fucking important because now they're trying to make policies that we're supposed to follow and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what they're for and they don't know if they're going to work. And there's been absolutely no fucking follow-up on them unless you do something so egregiously wrong, like Clay did, that someone made a video and it went all over the world and saying like, oh, you guys look stupid. And then the city's like, oh yeah, we gotta make a rule to shut those guys down. Okay, shut them down after, great. You know, they already made fucking $350,000 and, you know, and exposed how many thousands of people? How many thousands of people? Because there's always gonna be bad actors. And I've said this well, I've said this before, the ones you know notwithstanding that you like, for the most part, bar owners are not nice people. They're not nice people, and, and a lot of times they're shady fuckers. Because our business is always kinda in the shade. It's always shade adjacent. And so it's not that hard to step across that line at all. And a lot of people either always wanted to be across that line or maybe that's where they started or you just kind of like you know all of a sudden you just end up over there you're like mm, you know, it gets legal-ish but when we do legal-ish shit we get in trouble <laughs> and you know as well we should but this is the kind of thing where an unscrupulous bar owner would say this is an opportunity it's like the restaurant that I know that when restaurants could open at 25% and they had a bar in there and they're just like, this is an opportunity. And they took that opportunity to say, now we're going to be the hottest bar in downtown Houston because guess what? None of the other bars are open and they can make money. And they did. And they did. Because there was a bunch of knuckle dragon morons who were like, I'm sick of being in my house and I want to go out. And they're like, cool, come out. And they did. And that was just one. That's when it was just one. Now it's a bunch. And now there's a bunch of other assholes out there too. So yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like no more gloves. Like I'm not, I'm not, we're not gonna save anybody by sparing people's feelings. And the people that would be so offended by that kind of language are never gonna listen to you anyway. And some of them you can kind of maybe like shock into saying like, this is actually real, but at least they've been fucking told because God knows I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you would not hear. I don't get it. I don't get how you could hear from the Centers for Disease Control. This is what everybody should be doing. And go like, yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I mean, it's like not believing that you need to close a wound if you're bleeding. And maybe there's a Darwinian argument to be made here. And I would be, I would feel better about that argument if, uh, if, it wasn't a social disease. It wasn't a disease that spreads exponentially, you know, even if you're doing all the right things. Because if it just killed stupid people, there is a part of me right now, I'd be like, well, you know, at least the gene pool is cleaned up a little bit. And, you know, that's the, the least kind thing I've said probably in a year. But, but I am fucking tired. I'm tired, tired, tired of having to watch everyone else do bad shit and just be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Carol said you don't believe it until it happens to you, and there's a lot of that going around too, especially in the service industry itself, because I had talked to a lot of bartenders and bar people in the beginning of this when we were still closed, and there was a lot of kind of just general kind of unrest and angst because we we're like, oh, why is this happening? Like, why do we have to? Like, I don't know anybody with coronavirus, and now, I mean, now we know a lot. And we've had that even with some people who are more directly related to this place. But um, when, it, when, when more people have direct connections to the disease, that means it's even further out of control. And that's just like Erica Boss said earlier, uh, that's just math, that's just science. And if it gets to the point where most people know someone, then we have a, we have a, a much more serious problem on our hands. And in which case we won't be arguing about whether we should be going to bars or not going to bars. We'll be fighting over who, who gets the priority of a hospital bed. And, uh, and it's not a doomsday scenario. It's not a scenario that we could not 
get to. You know, it is, it, is, it is a scenario that very, very well could happen. And you can ask any medical professional in any city. And I have. I mean, not every city by any means, but, you know, I've talked to people who work in a bunch of cities, like, like more than 10. And, you know, they're all singing the same tune, saying like, no, 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 we're filling up. We're filling up. And we're filling up. They're filling up as fast as the bars are filling up. And the faster the bars fill up, they're filling up even faster. And it's like, oh, okay, that's how logarithmic fucking curves work. And if you don't know what that is, then read a goddamn book. Because I'm telling you, not you. See, now look, I'm now I'm all salty. And I know that that doesn't always help too. But there's only so much risk that I will take in my own life that, that is imposed by other people before I don't start getting offended by it. Because now I'm mad at all the people who are walking around on purpose putting me at risk. And they're looking me in the face and smiling like I'm supposed to smile back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to look at you in the face and smile if you put a gun in my face. Even if you don't intend to shoot me with it. You're just like, this is how I greet people. Like, I'm not smiling. And I'm not going to do that if they're going to walk up to me when their exposure increases my risk of catching a disease that could kill me. So yeah, we have a couple minutes left and um, everybody's just be mad. I think everybody should be mad. And, and I think, hi Sean, uh, I think everybody should be mad. I think you should be mad and I think you should, uh, we, should we should be vocal because social pressure, pressure is a real thing. Uh, I think that we should uh, really, really think about what happens next because the choices we make right now are going to have dire effects on what happens, um, you know, a couple weeks from now. And there's only so many, you know, look, I'm a bartender first and foremost, and I love my, my community and my business first and foremost. And this has now become, is raging through my community. And I don't know how many people are getting sick or going to the hospital. But I know the number of people who are testing positive for actively having the disease is rising at a terrifying rate. So high that I'm hearing about it. And I'm the last person who would hear about it. I'm the new guy still. Like I know bartenders, but I don't I don't know nearly as many bartenders as a lot of people I know know, but and also I'm talking to brand reps who know who, who work with bartenders all over the city. I'm talking with other people in the spirits. Spirits business, ditto. I'm talking to other owners. I'm talking to other bartenders, and just the number of people. And every time I, every time I talk to one, I always hear another one that I hadn't heard about. Where they're like, "Oh, you heard about like this one, right?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, no, I didn't." And you know, I get and these are all anecdotal at this point, but it's, it's there's enough of it, and there's enough of it that's verifiable, and it's coming. The source is from people who don't have any reason. Thanks for speaking up. I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to speak up and trying to make a difference. And I hope that, um, and you guys can help, you know, watch, watch that video I put up and, and share it. And, you know, at this point, we are in such a, we are in such a risky situation, both as, as communities and as businesses and as humans, like every single level, we're in such a risky situation that I can't think of anything that's more important to talk about I mean, what the fuck am I gonna do right now? You wanna talk about bourbon? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense right, right now to be like, hey, let's all like talk about how wonderful it is to like drink old fashions. Like, it is wonderful. And I wanna get back to that as soon as possible. And honestly, I was not designed to make fucking podcasts and sit here and talk to people for an hour and make fucking video. I, I, that's not what I was for. I'm a bartender. I'm the best bartender in the fucking world. And my talents are now being wasted making videos about it. That's how important it is to me. That's how important it is. Because what I should be doing is what my purpose is. And one day I'll get back to it. But I'll tell you this, if I don't do everything I can, and if we don't do everything we can to maintain what, like the circumstance in which that purpose exists, then that would be an even bigger danger than it is now. And that is a very true fucking story. So if we still want bars, then we're gonna have to fight for them. If we still want communities that we just walk around in, then we're gonna have to get there eventually. We're not gonna do it if we let all these fucking people drag their knuckles until they drag us fucking down in the mud with them. I'm not fucking doing that. All because of, and, and it's not, it's just the stupid thing, it's so easy. It's so easy what you need to do. It's so easy. It's like, okay, like even in, like look, we're in Texas, and I was on board. 
Like, I didn't like it, but I'm look. I was like, I'm not saying stay home. I'm not even saying don't come here. I'm just saying when you're in a place, do this, and we're all, we're, like, we're all good. We're not safe. At least we're not 100% safe, but we're safer. And we're all showing that we all, like, we're all on the same team. Like, yes, we all want to be in bars. Everyone wants to be there. All these bars don't want to close. We don't want to run out of money. We don't want to sit there empty. We don't have to fucking walk away and go like, well, shit, I guess it didn't work. Maybe I'll try again in five years when there's such a thing as a fucking economy. I don't fucking know. But we don't want that. We just wanted everyone to do the most basic shit so we could all have a fucking toy box to play with. But why, yes. But yes, thank you. Follow your guidelines. This is, and, and Carol, you're right, this is humanity and is our future, and there's more to it. I mean, there is no more than humanity and future, but there's steps. You know, and I appreciate, listen, I appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. And, you know, I don't, I don't always want us to sit here and rant, but today was a ranting kind of day, because honestly. And I did rant even further. I did make a video. It's on our Instagram Live. It's at Cottonmouth Club for all y'all on Facebook. Um, for everyone on Instagram right now, if you guys would, would look at it and share it, I'll be putting it on Facebook as soon as, like, by, like, 10, 10, 10, 15 or so, just because uh, that will probably be more easily shareable. But help me spread that around. Like, if all you guys would help me, like... Like, this is the kind of thing that I need everyone to hear in every city, all of them, before they get to the position we're in right now. Someone needs to tell them. Someone outside of, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not outside of, of a government agency or the media or something. Like, I don't want some package story. I just want to say, as a person who's in the middle of it, with all of you guys, like, this is what's happening. This is what's happening, and for fucking love of God, we're going to need help or we're all gonna die. And when I say die, it, it's, it, it ranges anything from actual death to, you know, dying economically, to dying culturally, to dying, you know, financially, like, who knows? But it's going to happen to all of us, and they need to know, and as many people need to say it as possible, because we're only gonna be able to help ourselves out of this mess. And that's true for every mess we get into, but this is what this kind of shit is for. I know facts suck, but it, this is this is the kind of thing. And I will, I will, you know, if it helps, I fuck. I, I don't want to talk about this every day, honestly. And I don't even know if I emotionally have it in me. But I'll come and talk about something. And if you guys come with me, then you know we'll we'll do it too. And you know, a lot of what maybe we should be talking about in the future is the things that we will miss. You know, the things that we do have that are worth saving and why they're worth saving. And that's a lot of what I like to talk about too. Is all that other stuff. The stuff of why it's good, why it's good for people, why it's good for humanity, why it's good for communities, why it's good for all these things. Because I believe it, and I know it, and I've experienced it, and so have you. Everyone here has. Everyone has experienced those things, otherwise you wouldn't fucking be here right now. And some of you have them experienced with me, which is awesome. But those are real things that are worth preserving. So I would rather spend as much time talking about things worth preserving and giving people a reason to fight and then just saying like, okay, this is what this this is when the loves need to come up. But I don't I, I don't know. But if you, it, it's time to it's time to make the T-shirt. This is you know no mask equals moron or something. But you know there's no there's no pejorative word that I could find in my head right now that would be bad enough to cover what I'm saying right now. There's no there's no word that is bad enough that I'm just like oh yeah that's like that's the worst thing I can think of like nope like you know. And there's no level of offense that I can give someone. Be like, these are my rights. Like, no, they're not. They're absolutely not. And you need to read the Constitution. That's a fun. That's a fun little bit of homework. Read the goddamn Constitution, or stop pretending like you worship it. Because if you haven't read it and you don't know what it says, and you don't know what it means, then you know. Unfortunately for you, it still applies to you too, which means you don't have the right to not wear a mask if you don't. No mask, no class. I mean, it's good. This is see. This is why. This is why I hang out with you guys. You, you guys have so many good ideas. Uh, I'm 20 seconds in, so I want to say thank you so much. I will be here tomorrow night at 9:30. We'll not be open, unfortunately, but we will be here, and we'll be here every night until they close down the internet or kick us out. But even then, we'll still be here. So thank you so much. Wear your mask. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Love you, and talk to you tomorrow. So there you have it, folks. Gloves are off. And if there was any question, at least where I stand on this whole issue, I suppose there's no questions anymore. I want to thank you so much for sharing this message, and I want to encourage you to keep doing it. Because 
no one is going to take care of us unless we take care of ourselves. And no one is going to listen unless we force them to listen. So in the meantime, wear your mask. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart from each other. If you don't need to go out, don't. And take care of each other. For the love of God, take care of each other. Because at this moment, we are all we have. I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you do want to support the show, you can find the link to our PayPal in the description. Or you can go over to Venmo. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. What's up, folks? If you've been titillated or tickled pink by anything you hear today, you can find us on Venmo at the Cottonmouth Club staff. Drop us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, a million bucks at your leisure.